Before we get into this week's show, I want to give you the three challenges for the month of June. Please know that these are not sponsors, but just friends that we support, so helping them helps us. The first challenge is to go watch Dead Drift on Amazon Prime. You don't need to be an Amazon Prime member to watch Dead Drift, so please go watch it, then come back and post in the comments what you think. Our second challenge for the month of June is to go try Glenn Morangi Quinta Raban 12 year and let us know what you think. If you are in Western Washington, it is available at Louis G's in Fife. So go take a few sips, then post in the comments what you think. We want to hear from you on this. The third and final challenge for the month of June is to go to thewhiskeypeople.com for all your whiskey education needs. No matter if you want to be a server at a restaurant that knows what they're talking about, a bartender extraordinaire, an entrepreneur starting your own distillery, or just a whiskey snob that needs to know more, this is the place to get your education and become a true whiskey nerd. Now, on with the show. Another uh, episode of Nerds Drink Whiskey. Uh, now, uh, our, our, our friend Tracy here from The Whiskey People, uh, who has been with us for a few weeks now, uh, he has brought, uh, he's brought uh, age six years. That's, that's a little low on the age. That's interesting. When was it? Uh, eight? When did it, was it distilled? Uh, 1999. Turn of okay. the century whiskey. All right. Hey. Uh, Scotch whiskey, uh, independently bottled, uh, single malt. Uh, Murray McDavid. I have never heard of them before. That's the bottler, and okay. the distillery is Ben Nivis, which is a rather classic Highland uh, profile distillery. Uh, okay. So. So okay. So this is uh, definitely a Highland. All right. Uh, so uh, not colored. Uh, it says in the back, not colored, not uh, not chill filtered, uh, cask selected by Jim McEwen. Uh, and it's the ideal drinking strength, uh, which is uh, 80 proof, I'm assuming? 80, 80, right on. No, that's uh, 46%. 46, 92 proof. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. So uh, it's going to be a little stronger, uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, we're going to take a sip and uh, let you know what, you, what we think. So, uh, Dark Helmet, do your thing. Ludicrous speed! <gasps> Watch the iTunes tag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, that's actually really good. Especially, I was just uh, glancing at the back of the bottle. That uh, it was uh, first distilled in 1999 and then bottled in 2005. So that's been sitting in a bottle for a long time. Just on its own. That's really, really good. Nice barrel. and smooth. <laughs> sitting in the barrel. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, yeah, for you know a decent amount of time and nice and smooth uh, easy going down 
Um, it's got a, uh, a really kind of uh, soft but uh, fruity style flavor to it, just a little bit. Um, well, I enjoy it very, very much so. Uh, now I noticed that the the sweet came on at first. The very first mm -hmm. initial taste was very sweet, but that sweetness disappears extremely quickly, mm -hmm. uh, and then you you have a completely different mouthfeel, uh, which uh, which is a little harsh, uh, but that goes with the 92. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's. I, I got to say, I wouldn't. I would never buy it. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's not one of my favorites. Right. Um, You're a bourbon guy. It's, uh, <laughs> well, you know, there's that. Um, I also really like uh, a lot of Irish I'm buying. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that would be um, a difference, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I really like triple distilled, I found. I found that yeah. every, every whiskey I really like, I do a little research on it, and I find out almost always it's triple distilled, um, So uh, which I found interesting. But, uh, but yeah, so it's... it's uh, um, I don't know. It was, it was it was decent. It was okay. Uh, kind of interesting, but uh, I'm not I'm not overly impressed. Okay. Yeah. Well, this would be very different from an Irish whiskey in that it's double pot stilled, and as you pointed out, it's not chill filtered. So the impurities are left to roam, okay, quite freely in this in the distillate. Uh, and what you're doing is you the texture of the mouthfeel, even though the the sweet floral flavor at the front dissipates quickly and you have a, a, a an astringent non-wet finish you still have a waxy element to the mouthfeel and that's because of the lack of distillation okay so when you have a triple distilled whiskey or a continuous still coffee stilled whiskey you're going to get that kind of clean uh, texture that you like okay mm -hmm. um, and then the flavor will typically be uh, more definitely from the, the the mash as opposed to the barrel too, less adhesion. So, but yeah, this is a this is a classic Highland flavor. This is uh, you know sweet, fruity, floral, depending on the day, and uh, yeah, six years. It's going to have a little bit of a, a punch to it along with the 46, but it really didn't taste like, for example, the old Pulteney 12 we talked about earlier. It doesn't have the the turpentine or the lighter fluid at all it's just simply got a little bit of punch to it mm -hmm. and it is unlike uh, a bourbon I mean it's kind of airy okay and so it, it has a little different quality or character to it than a bourbon uh, in, in so many ways okay now uh, we talked a couple episodes ago about uh, tasting notes mm -hmm. and uh, how people should use uh, the things that they're used to, mm -hmm. but when you say floral notes, I don't know how many of us here have actually eaten flowers. Well, remember we taste seven things and we smell 123. Okay. Okay. So in this area, you could look at uh, pansies and lilacs as uh, the area that I would go into to be really specific. Most people can't or won't go there because they don't go around smelling flowers and drinking whiskey at the same time. It takes practice. But your lilacs are right there, and when I got into the yard, I was like, uh-huh. And then, you know, there's other flowers, but it doesn't smell like roses. It doesn't smell like daisies, right? And it doesn't smell like nasturtium, so it's in that other zone, all right? Mm -hmm. Then on the sweet side, you know, we, we lean more toward the honey caramel as opposed to, say, toffee, molasses, or dark sweet, okay? Okay. And uh, 
when we look at the fruit side, you're more in the apple pear area. You know, kind of that white neutral fruit okay. area. It's not banana. It certainly isn't citrus. Okay. But those are the kinds of areas when we wander into floral, fruity, sweet, and then we pin it down to be specific. It takes a little practice. Okay. A lot of food and a lot of whiskey. You'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we do need to be clear uh, when, when we're talking about uh, how long something's been in the bottle and how long something's been in the cask. Uh, whiskey does not age in the bottle. Uh, only bad things can happen with it being in the bottle for a certain amount of time, uh, whether it's sun exposure or, or other things. Uh, but uh, it's time in the cask uh, that it actually ages, and, and uh, that's the time that it matters. Uh, uh, the time in the cask is, is way, 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 way more important than the time in the bottle. So, uh, in the bottle, only bad things can happen, but in the cask, uh, for the most part, good things happen. So, one yeah. of the things I, I tend to tell people is that it's going to be different from different years. You know, we talked about it being distilled in 1999. So, a Ben Nevis that was distilled in 2008 can still be a six year Ben Nevis and taste entirely different. Okay then it's because the, the sourcing of materials and maybe some of the distillation methods or the master distiller were different at the yeah. time it was distilled and bottled. Uh, so it, it's not a qualitative or quantitative, it's just situational as to changes uh, from one rendition for one year versus another. You're absolutely right, the impact of barreling is strictly in the barrel. But you will see, it's kind of like archiving uh, cassette tapes versus beta VHS uh, versus CDs versus uh, FTP or, or download or podcast. Right. They're all just different mediums that existed at different points in time. And whiskey is, is going to be similar in that some things just didn't exist until now. And some things have gone away and we can't ever capture again back then. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, we definitely got to say that there is... Uh, there's way more to learn about whiskey than most people realize. And that's why we have uh, groups like the Whiskey People uh, who will educate you if you want to do more than just uh, drunk juice and you actually want to learn uh, how, to, how to experience more from the whiskey as opposed to the side effect of the whiskey, what the whiskey itself has to offer. Uh, so you can go to whiskeypeople.com and check them out. We'll also tag them in the show notes. And uh, again, please go by uh, Luigi's uh, in Fife and uh, check out the uh, uh, Glen Morangi and the Old Pulteney 12. Uh, and ask, tell us in the show notes what you think. And we will see you next week uh, for another episode of Nerd Street Whiskey.